It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insights, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Franchise Academy. We are talking everything franchising, but on this episode, we have something very cool for you. A friend and a mentor of mine is going to be on here. Uh, his name, and you might even know his name, he's sort of a celebrity chef. His name is Marcus Giuliano. He owns a restaurant up in Hudson Valley in the Catskills of New York, if, you, if you're on the north uh, east coast here. We're going to be talking about you know, if you're in the restaurant business or in a restaurant franchise, a lot of things that you're doing or not doing, we're going to correct here tonight. So get ready, get your pen out, because you're going to be taking notes on this stuff. It's really interesting. So the restaurant that Marcus and his wife, Jamie, owns is called Aroma Time Bistro, and it's in Ellenville, New York. So my wife and I, Gina and I, were on a road trip, we were hiking, we'll come back, we're looking for a restaurant. We happen into this place. We heard about it because we have a house up there and uh, we heard about the place, but we had not been there. And so we go in and I sit down and I order a uh, Tito's and soda. And the wait staff says to me, well, we don't have Tito's. I'm like, all right, I'll take Stoli's. And they're like, no, we don't have Stoli's. I'm like, what? And I'm thinking like, what kind of restaurant is this? And she's like, no, we only have family-owned distilleries and family-owned wineries is what the owner buys. I'm like, are you serious? That is cool. Then I start looking at the menu, and it's farm-to-table. Everything is locally sauced. And so we order, and first of all, it's the best vodka I've ever had. And I can't remember the name of it at the moment. You're going to tell me in a second. And some fabulous food. And then we became fast friends because Marcus is doing the same kind of stuff I'm doing. I'm doing it for franchising. He's doing it for restaurant owners. So I want to, without further ado, welcome in Marcus Giuliano. Are you there? I'm here, Tom. Hey, great to have you. Oh, it's awesome to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is a long time coming, too. We've been trying to plan this for a while, and, and we're back. So, cool. So, we're, I'm in the restaurant, and, and Marcus is actually at the bar, and, and the wait staff is like, hey, if you want to uh, talk to the owner, he's sitting right there. So, Marcus comes over, and we start talking and, and kibitzing about stuff, and lo and behold, we know a lot of the same people in the marketing world, and we're in the kind of mastermind stuff, and we really just hit it off, and then he shares with us that he they were doing a trip, and he and his wife, Jamie, were planning a trip, and this, this already happened, to Spain, and my wife and I look at each other, and Gina's like, wow, that's our bucket list, is Spain, we're kind of trying to plan that, and Marcus is like, yeah, we're going to do uh, 10 wineries in seven days, I'm like, Wow, <laughs> that's the way you see Spain. And we did it November 1st and November 10th in uh, 2018, right? That was an awesome experience, man. It was an amazing experience. And it was, you know, it's cool because we were learning as we're going. So Mar Marcus is a, an encyclopedia of food and beverage. He knows everything there is to know. He has over 15 million views on, on YouTube. I mean, ch check him out on YouTube. Check him out on Facebook social media everywhere, but he teaches you things that I never even thought about. So let's get started, Marcus. I mean, what's the very first thing that you want to tell a restaurant owner to look at if they're not doing it? What should they be doing right now? Wow. Great question. What's the first thing to do, right? So the first thing to focus is on one thing because this business gets overwhelming. 
and you're going to write a list of 25 things you need to do and you're going to get confused. So pick one thing. But how do you pick the one thing? Because there's so many things, right? So I speak to restaurant owners every single day on the phone, in person. And it's like, so I'm constantly giving like these analysis by just looking at their website, talking to them, finding out what they're doing, finding out how long they've been in business, finding about their statistics, how many people are in their database, and you know who's doing their work for them, are they doing it themselves, who built their website, and it's very overwhelming, and the average restaurateur is like, I just don't know where to go, I don't know what to do. So it's very important to, to know that you have to delegate things out, you have to hire experts, you have to delegate things, but the overall premise is you still need to understand the strategies yourself. The mm. strategies are super important. And that's what I focus on. It's like, I'm going to give you a product, which is going to be a Facebook ad, a website, an email marketing tool. But I want you to understand the strategy behind it and where we're going with it. So you can actually do the stuff yourself. And that's how I've always been. When I want to know something, I say, I don't want you to build it for me. I want you to build it with me and understand. But that being said, if I were to take a look at anybody's website, okay, if we were a restaurant and said, okay, look, just give me a quick analysis, look at my website for two, three minutes, tell me, tell me where I can improve and this and that. The first thing I would say is most restaurants are not collecting a database. They're mm -hmm. not tracking their visitors. They're not tracking the visitors online or actually in person in their brick and mortar restaurant. So it's six times easier to get somebody in the door the second time versus the first time. And a lot of people like to go fish new ponds every time, quote unquote, just go keep go fishing a new pond for guests. <clears throat> but why fish a new pond when you are, you're already stocking a pond and your stocked pond is everybody who's actually been in your doors that loves you, that was willing to give you their information, like their address, their email, and their birthday. The number one reason people go out to eat is their birthdays. Even people that don't go out to eat get dragged out on their birthday. So your database, when I, when I speak to restaurant owners, whether it's a workshop, a speech, one-on-one, -on -one, I teach them what their most important asset is. And it's not their staff. It's not their building. It's not their personality. It's not their knowledge. It's their database. Without your database and working your database, your sales will diminish and diminish. If you work your database, you will get high returns because that is a pond that is very well stocked. You've already caught them before. They've already bit the bait. And they'll bite the bait again. So why now you have to fish new ponds, of course, for new guests, but that's very limited in what you want to do as far as fishing new ponds as far as going back to your stocked pond and that's your database. So let's teach restaurateurs how to build a database and how to then communicate to it and work the database. Because some people say, oh, yeah, I have 10,000 people in a database. I'm like, well, when was the last time you emailed them? Oh, um, and when they say, oh, um, I know that's. I know that's way too long, okay? Industry standards are, statistics say that a guest wants to hear from their favorite restaurant every 21 to 23 days. I'm not sure if it's 21 or 23, but that's what I've been drilled in based upon the statistics. 21 to 23 days, they want to hear from you. And as soon as they say, oh, um, I know you're not communicating to them. Now, mm -hmm. we love email because email is inexpensive, but our guests don't really like emails because they're bombarded with emails. And our message gets lost, right? Our message totally gets lost in the realm of an inbox that has 500 emails or 50 emails, but you still have to do emails. Now, my strategy all along since I opened from day one, and this has come full circle, is snail mail. Snail mail is amazing. When you send a full color six by 12 postcard to somebody's inbox in their, in their mailbox, it gets mm -hmm. attention. 
And the reason why snail mail works fantastic, I'm not saying don't do email, I'm not saying don't do push notifications, I'm not saying don't, you have to do a lot of different things to get people's attention. But I learned from a, a friend of mine years ago, a wine shop owner, when he, I said, I said, what is your technique for selling wine? Like you sell so much wine, people talk, there's markets, they walk in the door, not only do I talk about the wine, but I hand them the bottle. When people hold possession of something, they feel obligated to it. It's like <laughs> theirs. And that's what that postcard is. That's what that mailing is. That's what that, that newsletter is. It's a theirs. They're holding it. It's tangible. Emails are great. Emails are cheap. Emails have a 4,400% return on them. Still do emails. But keep in mind, your email open rate of its 10% is great. Yeah. When you get into somebody's snail mail box, every piece of mail gets touched. <laughs> and it goes a lot farther. Your ROIs. We've done split testing on, on ROIs versus digital offers versus and You just crush it on snail mail, you really do. Not many people are doing it. So where's yeah. the attention? Where's attention lacking? And of course, I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk say many times that marketers ruin everything. They just <laughs> abuse it and ruin it. You know, Facebook ads are cheap right now. Radio has come around where radio's cheap again, but that's because not many people are listening to radio. They're right. listening to their, listening to their, their playlists. They're listening to Pandora, Podcast. they're listening to other things. So right. it's, just, it's just a matter of fact is there's not as much attention, so they have to lower their price. But, mm -hmm. you know, so when we do an analysis of restaurants, and I, I did five restaurants today alone, and it's just, it's, it's build, let's build a database. And no matter who, who they hire to do their website and who they're hiring to do their marketing, that's the one missing element. Now, the one, the reason what people buy, the reason why people buy, Charlie Munger came up with this 25 cognitive biases of buying, Warren Buffett's partner, Berkshire Hathaway, and two of the most successful businessmen ever. Um, I think they want to do $200 billion in revenue a year. It's insane what they do, right? So Charlie Munger said, there's 25 reasons why the human buys, why we buy that we don't know that we're buying because we're being tricked into it. We have a primitive brain. The brain loves to take shortcuts and the brain will do as little processing and effort whenever possible. The mm. number one reason people buy is the reward bias. They want to be rewarded. So what is in it for your guests? And I always start every single client with, when you go to post something on Facebook, when you send an email, when you post a message, when you, whatever it is, what is in it for your guests? That's what you start. What is the reward for the guests? What's in it for them? And some people may want a discount. Some people may want to eat at an organic restaurant. Some people may want a great glass of wine. Some people just want the personal touch. So you have to gauge and balance what the rewards are for these people. So you can't be everything for everybody, of course, right. and don't try to be, but the reward people buy because what's in it for them. The dog food industry is $24 billion strong. The dog mm -hmm. never has a say. The owner will never eat it. It's all based on emotions and what's the reward for the owner of buying this dog food. So that's amazing. You know, there's just so much great stuff to talk about and marketing and where to start. And that's why I said, start with one big thing, work on that, learn to delegate, hire a pro, but know the strategy, the overall strategies. Absolutely. And it's, you know, what strategy are you excited about right now? I know you're working on a million different things, but what are you excited about right now? So like I said, when we start off, birthdays are the number one people, number one reason why people go out to eat. That is the number one reason. So I love people's birthdays. Now I have my snail mail program. I have a 34 to one return for every dollar I spend on a postcard. I get back $34 in return. So hmm. I want more birthdays. I want more people in my database. And of course, we're working on a great program right now where uh, we're targeting Facebook. Facebook knows everything about us. Instagram is cool. Instagram is hip. A lot of views there. 
And of course, Facebook owns Instagram. But when it comes to knowing the guests and knowing the demographics, the target, their, 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 your audience, their, their, their lifestyle, their habits, their behaviors, their actions, Facebook knows everything. I pull into Rochester, New York last week, pull my phone out. This is Marcus. Welcome to Rochester. Facebook <laughs> knew I was there. Now, if a restaurant could capitalize on me pulling into Rochester and and just hit me or reinforce to me that, hey, welcome to Rochester. Tonight's happy hour. Tonight's dollar oysters. Tonight's whatever, wherever. Right. They're on. They got my attention. They've yeah. got my attention. And the people who get the most attention get the most business. You win with the most attention. OK, that's why they say there's never such thing as bad publicity. You know, you can literally get terrible publicity and this and that. And, but it's attention. You're getting people's attention. Right. And going back to email marketing, people say, oh, Marcus, people just delete my emails. I said, great. I jump up and down and say, great. Because for somebody to delete an email, they have to take action. They have to physically process it through their brain that your restaurant sent them a message and they have to physically connect their brain to their finger and press delete. Mm-hmm. And that right there is attention. So get your tagline, get enough information in your header, your pre-header, and your, and your subject line to maybe say what you need to say to get them in or keep them on your mind. But by them taking an action, they're following through on something. You got their attention. And I delete emails. I mean, there's people I, I subscribe to their emails. I will literally one email from them every other month because there's a certain topic that will grab my attention. And for the other ones, I just press delete and they're always on my mind. And every day I know that they're, my inbox is going to have a message from this guru, whether they're a health guru, a marketing guru, whatever I'm following. I know that every day the comfort of it's going to be in my mailbox and I can just hit delete whenever I want, as often as I want, but they're on my mind. And guess what? When I want to buy vitamin D, I'm going to go to that health guru that I've deleted their email every single day because I know they have vitamin D. <laughs> Never thought about it like that. You're so right. Yep. You're so right about that. I mean, that's creative. And, and that's like, you know, outside the box thinking, which is why I like your, your programs and, and your books. I mean, the, the, just the books alone are, are phenomenal. Marcus has two books. One is Top Reasons Your Business Still Has No Customers, which is a must read for everyone. And also 50 Mistakes Business Owners Make. I want to rename the 50 mistakes. I want to rename the 50 mistakes to 50 mistakes I made that almost put me in bankruptcy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we know that? It's, uh, it's tough. It should be the first 50 that almost put me in bankruptcy. Right. Right. Let alone the next hundred. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So what is the myth about, you know, email marketing or, or just, you know, internet marketing that you would like to bust? Is, is there a myth that, so a lot of people think that emails don't work. They think that Facebook ads don't work. Here's the thing. Every restaurant out there, they're hitting the ball. They're, they're maybe getting a single. They're maybe getting on base. Every single Hall of Fame player, every single player has a coach. Every single team has a coach. When I start off my workshops, I'm like, who in here has had a coach before? Who here has been coached mm-hmm. to get to the next level? Not many people raise their hands. Then I post a picture right on the slideshow of a Little League team who played Little League. Half the hands go up. I said, you had a coach when you were six years old. Mm-hmm. You've learned by other people. You've learned by watching other people. You, you know, some people say, oh, Marcus, you know, I, I, like to learn the, I like to learn the hard way hands-on. Then go get hit by a car and realize that getting hit by a car hurts. <laughs> no, 
You learn from other people that don't get hit by a car, right? You shorten the process of that, right? So learn from other people's mistakes. Other people have made the mistakes and they're willing to, to share this with you. Of course, you're going to make mistakes yourself. And sometimes that's what you need. You know, as humans, sometimes we need, especially the older we get, we need more pain to realize that we need to change. And the stronger the pain, the more we're willing to change. Because they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that's so true. After a certain point, like 25 years old, our brain just doesn't want to learn anything else unless there's massive pain attached to it. Put pain to something and we're willing to make a change. So learn from other people's mistakes, absolutely. But when it comes to to internet marketing, digital marketing, your digital platform, people see up to like 70,000 messages a day between the garbage truck passing, a tow truck, things <laughs> flashing on your phone, ads popping up on, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, 70,000 right. times a day, you're not m- saying your message right, or you're mm-hmm. not saying it to the right people is the problem with that. Because people are buying. People are buying, right. people are spending, the consumers are out there. You, you have so many potential clients, you're just not getting. And I blame myself, I'm like, okay, if they went into somebody else's restaurant in town here, that's my fault. Right, I didn't right. get their attention. And granted, my restaurant's not for everybody because my restaurant's different than other restaurants. But if yeah. you're in the same class, same dollar, you know, that's my fault. I didn't I didn't get to you first. Shame on me. And other people blame the, you know, the situations. And to really be successful, you have to master your environment. Mm-hmm. And people are used to playing the blame game. Well, you know, it's my competition. It's the weather. You know what? Whether it's the weather or not, whether it's snowing or not, People are still going to go out to eat, believe it or not. Right. 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 People are still hungry. Not as many people, but now they have a choice. Restaurant A, B, or C, and you better make sure you're restaurant A, and you have to be getting their attention. Mm -hmm. We don't like to work with clients unless they're willing to do Facebook Lives every day or at least three, four days a week. And because doing Facebook Lives gets attention. When you get attention, you, you you get business. Yep. But one thing I find is that people will say, oh, I've done Facebook ads. They don't work. And I, I look at their look at their program. I go, well, do you have business manager? No, I don't have business manager. So, okay, first of all, you're not doing it on the right platform. Do you have a pixel on your website? And they go, well, my web designer must have put it on there. I'm like, no, no, you probably don't. Let's take a look at your website. You use a Google extension called Pixel Finder. I said, okay, so you're not tracking anybody. You're not retargeting. And how I like to explain this to to restaurant owners there's, or any business owner that there's three lanes of traffic to your business. There's the sidewalk. There's the fat, slow lane and the fast lane. The fast lane are people that know you, that like you, that are willing to come in. For them, your only message for them is opening the door and they'll walk right in. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's in the slow lane is a person who sort of knows about you. Maybe they've eaten with you five years ago, five months ago. They have another favorite restaurant. You're not really on the top of their mind. But if you talk to them, they'll probably come back in. But you have, your message has to be a little stronger than the fast lane. Fast lane, open the door. The slow lane you just have to basically say, hey, I'm here, we're open Mother's Day, we do Sunday brunch, we do happy hour, here's $5 off your next purchase of $15, get a free order of wings, right? Now, the person who's in the sidewalk does not know about you. You have to tackle them to get their attention, because again, 70,000 messages a day, mm-hmm. you have to tackle them. That's a much stronger message than opening the door. And people, what people do is they lump all their digital marketing, all their prospective clients, into one group of here's my message, here's my ad, here's my offer. That's so wrong. People need different offers based upon what lane they're in. And if they're visiting your website, they're ready to switch lanes. Mm -hmm. 
They're yep. either in the slow lane, ready to go me- uh, up a lane, medium lane, ready to go fast lane, right? They're ready to switch lanes. So your message to them is just retargeting them and let them know you're there. And I use this example at the time. Go to Zappos, Google Zappos, go to Zappos website, look for a pair of shoes, X out of that browser, go to Facebook, and Zappos will find you on Facebook. They want you to switch lanes. They want you to get to the fast lane and be a customer, be a client. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to treat those people. So if you're not using the pixel on your on your website, which most people aren't, even people that pay people to place ads and do their social media, don't do it. Every client that we work with, this is the first thing you're doing. I don't care if you never wanna place an ad because you're gonna change your mind eventually. You're gonna start collecting yep. data. Data is king. Database is your number one asset. So true, so true. And I and I was that person doing Facebook ads without a pixel. Yeah. And so people think that it's like magic or that Big Brother's watching them when they do that kind of thing you talked about with Zappos just now. And it's not. It's so damn simple. It, it's rudimentary stuff. If you're not doing that, you're you're like you know you're working in 1991. I mean, you need to <laughs> you need to fix that fast. Right. Because here's the here's the thing. People say, oh, I don't. I look at them and I say, if you're not doing it, your competition is. Your mm-hmm. competition will outmarket you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. You've got to take the role here. You've got to be on top of it. We were at Big Beer Festival at Hunter Mountain uh, a couple of weeks ago, 15,000 people there mm-hmm. on a Sunday, right? And I get stopped by somebody who goes, Man, you're awesome. I said, Thanks. He goes, You and your wife, you've got my attention. You're on Facebook all the time. You're doing lives, you're doing videos. You've got my attention keep the work up. And he looked at me, he goes, there's no other restaurant in the Hudson Valley. This is eight counties. There's another restaurant in the Hudson Valley that does what you do. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. Yeah. Facebook Live, folks, is free. Doesn't cost anything. Instagram Live is free. YouTube is free. YouTube Live is free. Stories are free. Facebook is free unless you start paying for ads. Instagram is free. Get people's attention and you will get business. Yeah. Tell us about the new thing you're working on. What are you calling it? The uh, crystal ball? ball. Oh, yeah. So back to birthdays. People go out for birthdays, high returns on birthdays. We have a crystal ball lead generation that that we work through Facebook where for our clients, we go in and we target people to have their birthday coming up. Now, Facebook knows everything. They know when your birthday is coming up, the month before, two months before. They know all that. I can literally go into Facebook right now and program an ad in to target everybody who has a a birthday coming up next month or in the next three months and talk to them only because they're going to go out again, right? These people are slow lane moving fast lane because somebody's going to take them out and they'll go to a a restaurant somewhere, somehow make it your restaurant. So we target these people with a certain time date. We post a photo, a picture that they respond to. And then all of a sudden in artificial intelligence, a bot a chatbot takes over. Now, if you're unfamiliar with a bot or artificial intelligence, so let me show you how this works. I have my phone and I have my phone in front of me right now. Okay, I'm gonna say, hey Surrey. Here pops up Surrey. Show me the closest pizza restaurant. I can help you find restaurants if you turn on location services. Okay, so my location service on them, but they're gonna they're gonna literally literally show me every pizza restaurant. That's artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. So you're using it no matter if you think you're not. Now take that into a bot scenario, I'm sorry, into a message. Do you know, so Messenger is the third largest downloaded app in the world. Messenger, Facebook Messenger. Yeah. 70% of Facebook, 70% of people have Messenger app. 90% of people open messages when they get it. It is insane. When you target 
people and get them into your Facebook Messenger to do an automated responses that you program in to get them in for an offer, it is amazingly powerful. It is the most powerful thing out there right now that we know. That's why we call it the crystal ball because we're basically going and targeting people that we know are gonna go out to eat in seven days. We give them an offer and we make an extension up to the 30 days after their birthday. They don't use it because they have to redeem it when they come in in front of the server. They press redeem and their messenger if they don't press redeem, we send them a reminder saying, we still have your offer for you. We still have your birthday gift. Claim mm. your birthday gift here. And this is amazing. Now, I'm always for strategies, right? So I, I, my wife and I are sitting and talking like, okay, this product is amazing. People are buying this product from us, but how can we even offer a better product to our clientele? So we decided let's do coaching with it. Coaching is, again, you've had coaching since Little League, since before that. You know, you've had coaching all along since you were two years old. People have coached you along what to do. So let's take coaching. Let's wrap up a coaching package and this bot, this birthday bot, the crystal ball of all lead generations, we're calling it for restaurants and put them in one. And we put it at one simple price. It's an easy price to handle for everybody. So if the bot isn't working like you want it to, we're still providing you with a strategy to go out and then crush it with emails, to go out there and crush it with everything else. If the bot's crushing it, you might not even want to get on the group coaching call or the call to, to because you're totally fine with that. So it's two distinct products priced. It's insanely priced. It's literally a hundred. I'm sorry. It's 52 phone calls a year. It's this bot service. We do professional. We do design the ad professionally. We do all the ad spend. You don't need to monitor your Facebook ads. We monitor that on a daily basis. We make sure we're hitting the demographics. We go 10, 20 miles outside of your restaurant, depending upon your demographics. And that has a lot to do with your population, how far willing, how far people are willing to drive. I know for me, people are willing to drive 30 miles. So it's a no brainer. Some restaurants, we go as little as 10 miles or eight miles out and we send everybody a birthday offer and people love this. You're in, you're on there again. If they don't even use it, they know you gave them the offer and you're on their mind. You're on top of their mind and that's it. You are there. So they might not come to you for your birthday, but they're going to come to you maybe at some other point because you're there on their mind. Now, here's the thing I ask every restaurant tour that nobody knows this answer, by the way. I've yet to have a restaurant owner that knows this answer. Even the, the best restaurants in New York today that I deal with, that are really amazing restaurants. Mm-hmm. I say, what is your lifetime value of a guest? Huh. They're like, they scratch their head. I'm like, well, how do you know how much to spend on ads if you don't know an acquisition fees if you don't know what you're going to get in return? You only know one transaction. A lot of restaurants are limited to one transaction. So, okay, I gave away a free dessert for somebody's birthday. They came in, they ordered one entree, they gave a free dessert. I gave away, you know, 20%, 30%. That didn't make it for me, Marcus. I'm like, okay. What happens when they come back the second time, the third time, the fourth time? What happens when they tell their friends? What happens when their friends tell their friends? Okay, that's what people don't look at. And when you get somebody in your door, I, I tell people, I will give I will give somebody 25 bucks, 50 bucks to walk in my door and sit down and eat. Because once they're in my door, I've got them. They're going to go on my database. I'm going to communicate to them. I'm going to give them more offers. I'm going to snail mail them. I'm going to keep them coming back and coming back and coming back. Now, my lifetime value of a guest is $6,800 on average. That means some are far more and some are far less. But again, mm-hmm. if you told me that I'm going to give you $6,800 in five years, I would hand somebody $200 for an acquisition fee. Right? That's, yeah. a, that, that's a no-brainer, $200 acquisition fee. No-brainer whatsoever. But other restaurants are like, I can't give away a slice of cheesecake. I'm like, really? You can't give a slice of cheesecake away. 
when you don't understand the upside of them being a loyal guest of yours because you don't know your lifetime value. If all it took was cheesecake to have somebody spend two grand in your restaurant or three grand over five years, you'd give them the whole cheesecake. You'd deliver it to your house. You'd sing happy birthday at their house for them for that. Right. right. Amazing. And it, it's such a simple thing. People are short-sighted. You're the big picture guy. You're, you're seeing the whole thing here. And that, that's kind of what I'm getting. Before I forget, I want to ask you, can you work with people all over the country? All over the country. We work with okay. people all over the country. We ship our book all over the world. And we've sent this book all over Asia yeah. and through, and through sure. Europe. It's amazing. But we can literally work with, work with anybody anywhere. If you have a restaurant, we can work with you. If you're in England, we can work with you. If you're in Hawaii, we can work with you. Um, it's, What's it's, the best way to get, get in, touch, so, in contact with you? Um, the, so I have an award-winning restaurant marketing blog that was given top 15 marketing blogs from Feedspot. And that blog, that website is 5050mistakes.com. 50mistakes.com, you will go on that website and you will find out so much. It's a learning resource. That's why we got top 15 marketing websites or blogs. So 50mistakes.com, you can go on there, get my book for free. You can contact me and get lesson after lesson after lesson. And you email me right through there. It's help at 50mistakes.com. You email me and we'll, we'll respond. That's easy. 50mistakes.com. I'll put that on the Franchise Academy podcast.com. So we'll have all of that. What is um, a good book or an internet type of hack that you might recommend? Ooh, internet hack or a good book. There's so many good books out there, right? Right. So, so I mean, I love to read and, and you know, I love Russell Brunson. And if you go mm-hmm. to my website, I think there's a link for get his book for free, one of his books, .com secrets or, or traffic secrets or something. He has such amazing, amazing stuff. So here's, yeah. here's one of his techniques that he, when he goes to sell something, Let's put this in the perspective like you want to buy a car or something or you don't want to buy a car. Well, or go on a diet. Let's say you want to go on a diet. Well, Tom, do you want to go on a diet? Well, no, because it's too tough. Do you want to go on a diet? Why don't you want to go on a diet? You ask a series of the same question over and over because a person's first response is never their sixth or seventh answer because they're going to start digging deeper into the why of why they're saying no to something. That's right. You might say no because you don't have time. You might say no because you don't know about it, but there's really another reason of why you're saying no to something. And you'll get to that by asking the same question over and over and over. And I, I, my wife and I practiced this today. I went through a series of questions with her and she was, what are you doing? I said, it's a fun game, isn't it? And she was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm like, we're learning something. She goes, we are. I'm like, keep going. I'm going to ask right. the same question until we, until we crack the code here and we crack of why this behavior is happening. So, That's right. you know, there's a lot of psychology and marketing and when you hire a website company to put up a website for you, there has to be psychology based. When you, when you send an email, it has to be psychology based. When you post something, there needs to be some psychological business point there. A lot of companies don't do that. So really, if you want to hack something, learn what people learn, learn what the reward is, learn what people's reward is, learn, learn how to hack the human brain is really Mm -hmm. what, what this is. It's about knowing what people want. Again, you know, people have attention span of three to seven seconds and even less in person. When you walk into a bar and sit down, you know within a tenth of a second if you and the bartender are getting along, right? right? Now imagine on a website, you jump on a restaurant website and you're a bride that just got a ring put on your finger and you're looking to spend 20 grand on a wedding and a website rubs you the wrong way, three to seven seconds, you're jumping ship and going to the next website. Uh, Interesting. Right? And this is psychology stuff. The brain's lazy, the brain is tricked, and the brain wants to make quick decisions, primitive brain. 
When you put certain elements and those Charlie Munger things onto your website, amazing results start happening because you're tricking the brain. You buy things because because you don't even know why you're buying things. Let's let's just <laughs> say politics really quickly. Mm-hmm. If you like a certain politician, you don't care what they do. You will defend them, right? Mm-hmm. Just like certain chefs. You know, you don't care that Gordon Ramsay puts his, doesn't sit his kids in first class and he goes in first class because you like Gordon Ramsay and you'll do what you can to defend Gordon Ramsay for his actions. Just like a politician, when you go to a website and you see somebody who's likable and, and personable, you will defend them and you will, you will automatically buy from them no matter what they do because you you're willing to overlook their shortfalls because they're a right. likable person. And that's all psychology. Interesting. I remember, so I... I went to see you uh, do that keynote speech at the uh, International Restaurant Show at the Javits Center in Manhattan a couple of months back, and you were talking about what's the pictures on your website, and and that really struck me between the eyes where, you know, people want to know, I mean, what do you, what do you I don't want to steal your words, um, you were teaching on that. I don't know if you, if you even remember that day, but... Um, yeah, I remember that day, because I, I just did two speeches last week, uh, two three-and-a-half-hour workshops, and my first 45 minutes was on those. It's such a powerful topic. The five mm-hmm. key elements for your digital presence is what it is, and we take the five oh, top okay. biases from Charlie Munger, and you know, I teach all my clients, you need to be on your website. You need to be personable and likable. When they cease who they're buying from, that there's an owner, that there's a family, that it's a real business, they feel more compelled to buy from you. And this this happens all the time. There's the authority bias. When somebody's associated with like Zagat or Michelin, people feel like, ooh, ah, oh, they have five stars. Or the social influence bias. Um, do other people like your product? And you will buy something from somebody based upon what somebody says, and you don't know that somebody. So-and-so, John Doe says that XYZ restaurant has the best filet mignon ever and their chocolate cake is so decadent. And the, you're like, oh, John Doe, perfect. Honey, we're going here because John Doe says this restaurant's amazing and that's he needs to be on your website. Yep. And so many restaurants, web designers skip these psychological elements that make yep. it easier. This happened to me twice in the last month. My wife and I are walking up and down the streets of Manhattan looking for a restaurant. I'm looking at the menus. I'm looking. We're stopping. We're looking. I see this picture that says, a sticker that says Michelin recommended. Not even Michelin rated, just Michelin recommended. The Association of the Authority of Michelin got my attention. We walked in. We sat down at the bar. We had lunch. We will never, ever go back to that restaurant. It wasn't good. But they got my attention with that with that influence of the authority bias of their Michelin recommended. I'm looking for fig vodka. I go on two different websites looking for fig vodka and both vodkas are, are real, real vodkas, real figs, real products. And, but the one website has the owner talking about his why and his passion and what he's doing in business. And, and I'm like, how can I not buy from this guy? The other website mm-hmm. has no owner on it, no face on it. I can feel a relationship with the guy who put his video on there. So if you're an owner of an independent business uh, over your business, you need to have your photo up there welcoming people and take it one step further and put a video up there of you welcoming them to your business. Yeah. Video's paramount right now, that's for sure. And it will be for a long time. Absolutely. People, you know, people, people, people don't like phone calls. You know, people don't like to read, you know, text messages. It's amazing. We read text messages, but, you know, people want to watch a video just through the video. Let me watch it. That's it. Yeah. I don't want to read. And it's easy to do. Exactly. I, it's listen, easy. I love books. I don't like reading. 
I love listening right. to books. I listen to books all the time. I've been a uh, uh, you know subscriber to, to Audible since two thousand three. A book a month since two thousand three. Wow, that's a long time. I didn't even know they were on that long. <laughs> I've read none of them. I've listened to every of them. I've listened to some yeah. of them two three times. Yeah, that's what Gina does. Gina's listen every day. She reads two books a month. That's what she listens to do two books a month. Yeah, because we we're all busy yeah. people. We drive when I'm on a run. I'll just put it on i actually miss yeah. commuting because i miss that time in the car i commute i commute yeah. one flight of stairs to upstairs down to my <laughs> office and my restaurant and i miss the commuting time because i get in the car for a half an hour and go i get to you know knock out another chapter yeah yep me too i miss it i miss it so marcus i want to thank you for being on we're gonna have you back Do, would you come back and make me i think maybe we should do like a series what do you think I would love to do that. Absolutely love to do that. So I think we didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg here. We, 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 so we, to go. we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, we need to do it. I want to do it Facebook Live at the same time. I mean, there's so much to show. There's so much to see. I, I want to come right up to the restaurant and do it there. So how about we, we'll get something on the calendar. We'll do that in the next couple of weeks, I think. That would be awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, hey, send my love to Jamie. Thank you so much for being on, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Excellent. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Have a great night. You too. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.